Welcome to the 15th Club with your hosts, Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers. Ed and Scotty will bring you up to date on all the big news in the world of golf every Saturday on News Radio KLBJ. Welcome to the 15th Club on KLBJ. That's Tony Bennett and Lady uh, Gaga. That's been our theme song for the seven years we've been on the air, Ed. Did God you bless know that, that was Tony I, Bennett and Lady Gaga? I didn't realize that was Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Don't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing, which applies to a lot of the golfers today it over at Royal Liverpool. Does. Welcome to the 15th Club. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers. We're live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret. The swimmers, hello girls. Hi girls, how are you? The swimmers are arriving. They didn't acknowledge They didn't did acknowledge they me. The swimmers are leaving. Uh, but we're at our home away from home. The Deep Eddy Cabaret on Lake Austin Boulevard. Come and see us where the beer is cold and the women are beautiful. The jute box is great and we have our show for the next two hours. 15th Club proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Salt Lick Barbecue, the Muni Conservancy, Zilker Belts, Donald Ross Sportswear, and by Adele Goff. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sears. Scotty, round three over at the British Open at Liverpool at Hoyle Lake. Hoyle Lake. And <laughs> easy for me to say after Tito's. Uh, and Brian Harmon, uh, the young former Georgia Bulldog, he's not so young, he's in his 30s, has a five-shot lead entering tomorrow's final round. Brian Harmon is at minus 12. Cameron Young is at minus 7. He was the guy who finished second in last year's British Open. He's a Wake Forest guy. John Rahm, who had a tremendous round today of 63, is six shots back at minus six. And then there's a whole plethora of players at minus five, including Jason Day and Victor Hovland and Tony Fleetwood uh, and Antoine Roger and Sepp Straka. So it is interesting. Let me just, my first observation, Brian Harmon after bogey in the first hole, Scotty, hung in there, hung in there like a, the veteran he is, and he has a five-stroke lead. It's understandable that he'd have some nerves, um, and he made a couple of early bogeys, but he he righted the ship. It was kind of the opposite of what Rory did. Rory goes out and birdies three of the first five holes, and and Rory, let's face it, he was strutting around like a superstar. He is a superstar. Great confidence. And then all of a sudden it went wrong for Rory. He couldn't do anything over the last 13 holes, played one over. And Brian Harmon uh, played pretty darn good. I mean, good enough to keep that five-stroke lead. It wasn't lights out, but it was good enough. He made a tremendous par on the final hole, number 18, which I want to talk about later with the internal out-of-bounds, which I think is Mickey Mouse of the RNA. But he made a really, really good five, par five on the last hole to maintain that five-stroke lead. Let's talk about John Rahm, who went out early. I woke up not so early, around 8, 8 o'clock, 8.15, and he was on fire. And after barely making the cut at plus three, he shoots a 63 today, the lowest score ever in a British Open uh, at Liverpool, and uh, just a tremendous round of golf. Okay, so I'm going to set the I'm going to set some of the background here, Ed. Because some people uh, that are listening today, understandably, don't understand why we alternately call it Royal Liverpool and Hoylake. It's a little like calling Lyons Municipal Muni. 
Uh, Hoylake is a suburb of Liverpool, and that course was originally called Liverpool at Hoylake, and then it became Royal Liverpool. Well, that was back in 1871, but then they shortened it to Royal Liverpool, but everybody still refers to yeah. it as Hoylake. Yeah. So that, that's kind of confusing, don't you think? It is kind of confusing, and I apologize if I confuse anyone. It used to, no. be, a, used to be a horse racing place. It was yeah. a hunting club, but... Yeah, it's just it's it's an interesting golf course and fun to watch, but John Rahm went out there and shot lights out. After he was frustrated, he was moaning about the media and the fans a couple of days ago. Barely makes a cut. He did what I thought Scotty Scheffler was going to do today. Scotty Scheffler struggled. Scotty's tied for 63. He's at plus four. He's 16 off the pace. So he's never gotten a feel for the place really. And. Um, for whatever reason, I mean, we know he's capable and, and certainly will have his day at, at British Opens. Um, you talk about John Rahm, I was listening and I've really enjoyed listening to Sirius XM because the British announcers, they, they're using a British announcing team for yeah. the most part. Yeah. It is fascinating. They are so good at being descriptive and they'll interview people in the crowd it paints a picture and I you know I wake up in the middle of the night and listen to it all night long because it's so good but there was uh, I don't know if it was Carl Paulson or one of the serious announcers that said uh, he was watching Cam Young today and said that may be the best ball striking round he's seen all week even better than John Rahm's. Yeah I, I, I just mentioned I just uh, messaged Carl Paulson yeah. to tell him I enjoyed because we're buddies from the Sirius XM uh, days and everything but Yes, it was a beautiful ball striking performance by Cameron Young. He should be, Scotty, nine or ten under par because he missed a couple of short putts yeah. on an approach shot, I believe, on 16. He hit the flag and it bounced back 20 yards. The guy just is a ball striker and a shot maker. He's the guy that drove the final green at St. Andrews last year and clipped Rory for second place. Cam Smith, of course, was a winner, but. It's going to be interesting to see what happens again. Harmon at minus 12, Young at minus 7, John Rahm at minus 6, and a whole bunch of golfers at minus 5. I know we're going to talk about throughout throughout the hour, we're going to take calls. And by the way, 512-836-0590, who's going to win this thing? That's a question I have to our listeners as you drive around Austin this afternoon, maybe coming back from the golf course. Will Brian Harmon hold on to win his first major of his career? Will Cameron Young leapfrog him to win his first tournament or will John Rahm uh, have another 63 or 64 and really shake things up well it, it's we, we'll, we'll break that down but I'll tell you who's got the biggest smile on their face right now is Zach Johnson because he's got Brian Harmon and Cam Young are gonna either either get in as automatic qualifiers for the Ryder Cup or he knows he's gonna pick him as wild card and he's got six picks so you know he's going to have those two guys. This is kind of the last, one of the last major auditions for Ryder Cup. Well, it sure is for the live players. It is for the live players. And they didn't have a very good week. Well, uh, that's right. Uh, Dustin Johnson shot 81 yesterday. He's probably back home with Paulina. I think Brooks, Brooks Kepka may be the only live player that is named to the Ryder Cup. If I'm, if I'm missing out, I don't know. But... Kepka will be on the Ryder Cup because of his PGA Championship, but I don't think DJ, DJ did not leave a good impression, and I believe Brian Harmon and Cam Young definitely 
are leaving an impression with Zach, Zach Johnson. And by the way, kudos to Zach Johnson for making the cut. This dude made the cut. He won the British Open several years ago. Uh, well, he, he won a won. Masters several years ago. But he made, he, made, he made the cut this year. Yeah, he won the British Open at St. Andrews. Yeah. And I think it was 2015. Because I think it was, you know, nine years ago, which is a world of time between, you know, a player going from his late 30s into his mid-40s. Right. Yeah, that's certainly a, a while. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't that long ago that he beat Jordan Spieth by a shot right. uh, there at St. Andrews. I believe he beat Louie in a playoff, too, Lou. Yeah. Hazen, yeah. All right, our phone lines are always open. This is the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret. Uh, it is a busy time at the Cabaret. Crowded down at the Deep Eddy Pool. Pool burgers having a good business, and they're selling a lot of cold beer here at the Cabaret. Uh, I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers. Ben Clements will join us in just a moment for his observations of the British Open. Again, tea times begin early tomorrow morning, and sadly, Scotty, before we go to break, I think th this, is a, this is a group I'd love to watch, and I bet you that one of these guys is going to go low tomorrow. Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler are playing together tomorrow. They tee off at 2.45 Austin time. They, they tee off 15 minutes before the coverage begins on USA Network. I would love to watch Kepka and Scotty play tomorrow. Well, either that or they get what Ben Crenshaw used to call the lolly bips. It's, uh, you know, loss of interest and, mm. you know, balls and I don't know what it what, it, what that was an anagram for, but it starts out with loss of interest. Lo I, so, yeah. so will they... Will they really want to do anything, or will they want to they get will. it stay dry? Because it's going to rain tomorrow, right? Yeah, we're going to get forecasts from Ben Clements and much, much more. This is a 15th club live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret. Inger is behind the bar, the best bartender in town. Uh, get some Tito's and Cheetos and join us here at the Cabaret. And we'll return to the Deep Eddy Cabaret after this on the 15th club on KLBJ. Hey, this is Kyle Chandler, and you're listening to the 15th Club with Scotty Sayers and Ed Clemens on KLBJ. Thank you so much, Kyle Chandler. Those are the guys from Liverpool, the Beatles. I think uh, NBC yeah. did a really good job of talking about John uh, Lennon and Paul McCartney and how they met. It was very good. Welcome back to the 15th Club. Live from the Deep Eddy Cabaret, Ed and Scotty. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. We're all looking forward to the final round of the British Open in the morning. Yes, I called it the British Open in, uh, in re remembering our friend Dan Jenkins who called it the British Open. Brian Harmon, who played his college golf in Georgia, is at minus 12. Cameron Young, who played his college golf at Wake Forest, he was on the Arnold Palmer Scholarship, is five back at minus seven. John Rahm of Spain, who played his college golf at Arizona State, is six shots back at minus six. And then there's a whole host of golfers and some of the biggest names in the world at five under par, led by Tommy Fleetwood and Victor Hovland, Sepp Straka, and Jason, Jason Day. How did the Longhorns do? Jordan Spieth, minus two today. We'll talk about Jordan later. And Scotty Scheffler struggled again. He's at plus four. Scotty, let's bring in Ben Clements. Ben, first of all, welcome to uh, the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio. I know you were watching and listening uh, to the tournament. Just flat out, let me ask you, Brian Harmon 
the lefty, can he hold on to the lead and can he win the British Open? I don't think he can hold on to the lead per se. Scotty, you mentioned this before the show. Crazy things have happened last year. Um, we saw Cameron Smith come back against Rory McIlroy. I don't know. I don't think he can hold on to the lead. He can win, but it's going to come down to the very, very bitter end. It's going to be interesting because in the 2000s, I was listening to Sirius today, in the 2000s, a person with this big a lead of five strokes or more, they've never lost. Of course, you're talking about Tiger Woods, who had an 11-shot lead at the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. But historically, guys win, but Brian Harmon is a journeyman pro, a few wins on the PGA Tour. He's never been on the the Ryder Cup or the uh, uh, the President's Cup, so I, I just don't know. Scotty, let me ask you about Brian Harmon. We see him every year at Augusta. He's a really nice pro. He had a lead at the U.S. Open uh, up in Wisconsin a few years ago, had a one-stroke lead, and then played poorly on Sunday. In your estimation, do you, do you think he has it to hold on with this five-stroke lead to win this thing? Well, look, he hadn't won in six years, A, so that's a, you know, that's a big problem. He's never won a major. He has been in the last group in a major, right, or he was tied for the lead in one. Well, he was, he was one stroke ahead at Aaron Hills in a U.S. Open, yeah. Okay, so he's not completely uh, divorced from that, but, um, I mean, this is immense pressure tomorrow, let's face it. If he, if he can hit a few good shots early and get off to a good, good start, uh, you know, it could be a situation like Rory last year. I mean, you know, Rory shot even par the last day, or he shot 70 the last day at St. Andrews. And lost. And lost. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe he needs to shoot a, an okay round to protect that lead, but chances are you might have a, a guy like John Rahm or Cameron Young that comes in and shoots, you know, 64, 65. Last year, Cameron Smith shot 64 the last day. Rory shot 70. Everybody had kind of given it to Rory. And even Cameron Young last year shot 65 the last day. So Rory finished third last yeah, year. Yeah, Cam Cameron Young eagled the final hole at, at, at yeah. St. Andrews last year. I just think it's an interesting situation because, as you're right, Scotty, he's never been in this situation. Well, he's been in it one time at Aaron Hills, but, but he's got a five-stroke lead. You know, and also, guys, and I, I got a question. It's an early trivia. Not many lefties have won majors. Do you know how many lefties have won majors well, and who they are? I know Phil, Bob Charles, Phil, and Phil. Right. And uh, I don't know. I probably know. another one. Mike Weir. Mike, Mike Weir. Weir. Yeah. Mike and uh, who? One of the greatest playoffs in major in Masters history, Mr. Bubba Watson. Yeah. Bubba Watson. Only four yeah. men have won a major playing lefty. Wow. Yeah, Bob Charles being the first. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. So, and he won a British Open, by yeah. the way. Brian Harmon was asked after his round today with SiriusXM, did, has, has, have people recognized you at Liverpool and Hoyle? Like he said, well, somebody asked for a selfie last night, but that's the only one. The guy is very nondescript. He's, like I say, he's a journeyman, journeyman pro. He's a grinder. And it's fascinating to hear about his life because we've known this, uh, Ben and Scotty, that he's a hunter. He's a big-time hunter, would regularly be hunting turkey, and he loves to hunt elk in Colorado. So, And he said today in his post-round interview that he uses 
his hunting expertise on the golf course with strategy, with patience. Really fascinating guy. Scotty, you've been around major winners. Obviously, your your close connection and, and business relation with, with Ben Crenshaw. Can you give us an insight to like the mindset of a guy with a, the lead in a major the day before the final round? Well, it's 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 hard if you have to wait a long time for your tee time. You get up and you think about it, and the pressure mounts. Now, uh, he's got such a lead that he may not have to look at the scoreboard and, and worry about the guys that are starting the day, I mean, let's say, even par, one under. I mean, that those they're not going to be some score that's going to get posted that's going to worry him later in the day as you know it, they could have been bunched and they're not necessarily bunched right now mm -hmm. he tees off at 8 15 texas time which is 1 15 2 15 isn't it he's five hours five right? hours okay yeah. so do you remember see. how your friend ben crenshaw like what he did that morning before the master the masters when what do you do if you're a well, player remember this ben uh ben crenshaw was in the final group at augusta national five times and one of the times he won, he wasn't in the final group. He was in the next to the last group in 84, I think. But that said, uh, you know, those tee times over there, you know, the 245. Yeah, and late. that is a lot of time. Now, and Ben's an early riser. So think about how much time you have, to, you know, between, say, waking up at 730 in the morning and then even getting into your warm-up routine at 1 o'clock. You know, Ben didn't. Ben never went and worked out in the, you know, in the in the weight room like some of these guys do in the morning before they play around to golf. I don't know what Brian Harmon's routine is. And let me say this: we're talking about Brian Harmon, who's played in 339 PGA Tour events. Only about 500 less than our friend Mark Brooks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a lot of tournaments. Yeah. He's finished runner-up four times. He's won twice, Wells Fargo and John Deere. He's won $28 million. He just hadn't been on this stage, stage yeah. so much, but he's trending up. He's been playing well this year, played pretty good in the in the, in the the majors. And so um, is he another Wyndham Clark? Is he going to pull it off? He may, he, may, he may do this. And I heard after his post-round interview, he said, A, he was going to go hit golf balls after his round. B, he was going to go up to player hospitality, see what was there to eat. And then D, C, he said, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to get a great night's sleep. So I think he's focusing on that. He doesn't want to be He doesn't want to be caught up, I think, in all his buddies and all his friends from Georgia messaging. I'm sure he's going to call Kevin Kisner. He's probably talking to – he and Kevin Kisner are very, very close. So I'm sure he's talking to Kevin, but he's trying to – distance himself for all the hoopla that I'm sure is going around his hometown and the University of Georgia. Now you guys have been over to Scotland in the last few years and and Scotland and England this time of the year the sun comes up early which is going to make that day longer. He's hitting balls late in the afternoon because the sun stays until 10 or 10 30. He right? mentioned that today Scotty. Yeah. He said the damn sun is up 18 hours 18 hours in a day, so I think that's going to be into play. Hey, Scotty, this might be a really dumb question, but do you remember for Ben and could could Brian, are they watching what they eat that night and the night before? Worst case scenario, you eat something bad and you have a stomach ache. Being overseas, do you think he's watching what he's eating tonight and tomorrow morning? 
I don't know what his eating habits are. I guarantee you Bubba Watson didn't watch what he ate, the, you know, the nights, nights before he won the two Masters. Yeah. Wasn't he a pizza eater? Yeah, he was a big pizza guy. Okay, so, <laughs> so I think different players have different routines. Heck, half the players out there now probably have a nutritionist going around with them. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just weird. It's different than it used to be. You're asking me questions about, you know, Ben and people I knew that played on the tour and Ed knew 40 years ago. Let's yeah. join the news here on News Radio 590 KOB. Baby's good to me, you know she's happy as can be, you know she said so. Listening to the 15th Club with Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on News Radio KLBJ. Call Ed and Scotty at 512 836 0590 or 877 590 KLBJ. Thank you, Fab Five. The Fab Five here on the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio. Welcome back to the 15th Club. Live from a very raucous Deep Eddie Cabaret, I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and Ben Clements. It is uh, the British Open week, and going into tomorrow's final round, Brian Harmon is the leader by five. He's at minus 12. Cam Young is at minus seven. Uh, coverage begins at 4 a.m. on USA Today television, and then NBC will pick it up, and guy, Who's calling us on the 15th Club Live line? It is our friend Vern Lundquist of CBS Sports, uh, the man who's covered so many major tournaments over his years. Vern, welcome back to your show, the 15th Club here on KLBJ Radio. How are you, partner? Mr. Clements, Mr. Sayers, uh, uh, we're doing great. The temperature here in Steamboat Springs is 81 degrees. Oh, don't that, tell me that. Don't. Don't That's tell me that. It's followed by a one. Oh, my. It's 110 <laughs> in Austin, Vern. It's 110 in Austin. It is so is hot. That right? Yeah. Oh it is that, God. yes. That's what I, that's what the, that's what they said. James Fiddler, James C. Fiddler of Channel 7 just told me that. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. We're, we're talking about this amazing story of Brian Harmon, the young guy from Georgia. You're very familiar with this guy. You've covered it many yep. times at the Masters. Just your overall thoughts of this British Open, and can Brian Harmon hold on tomorrow to win this tournament? Well, five-shot lead going in. Uh, he's got some formidable guys back, and, and I heard you talking before the break about uh, what happened a year ago when Cam Smith uh, shot the brilliant round. Uh, uh, my heart is going to pull for Brian Harmon. I just, uh, uh, yeah, he's a Savannah guy, lives in Seattle, so he enjoys the full group. And uh, uh, I, I really think he'll, I, I hope he'll, he'll hang on. But, you know, look what John Rom did. So, uh, and, and John Rom is capable of doing the same kind of thing tomorrow. Unlikely, but... I, I hope Brian Harvard sleeps. Yeah, no, you, I, we know how hard it is to sleep with a lead, and especially a five-shot lead, Vern. You've seen it over the years, over and over again, that uh, that lead can evaporate in in four or five holes without without 
even thinking. I want to ask you about some of the players that haven't played well over there. It's a little bit surprising that Scotty Scheffler didn't play well. Brooks Kepka uh, didn't play well. Justin Dustin Johnson. Johnson. Justin I mean, that's, Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, Justin Thomas is the one that alarm bells are going off. What in the world is going on with him? And uh, uh, I, I just, it's inexplicable to me that what he shot, 81, I think, 81, 82, something like that. Uh, yeah. And, and then, you know, I'm not sure Zach Johnson's going to think about him for the Ryder Cup. He may have played his way off. That is the question, isn't it, Vern? We don't, we don't know about that. I mean... Yeah, I wouldn't take him right now, would no, you? I, I wouldn't take him either, and I wouldn't take Dustin Johnson, Vern. Dustin Johnson shot the same score I shot at Muni this week, a fast-moving <laughs> 81. <laughs> yeah, but, but you were playing the ladies' piece. Come on now. <laughs> I was. The senior tease, Vern. The senior tease. <laughs> senior tease. Okay. Yes. Yeah, how early, are you, how early are you getting up to watch the coverage of uh, it's hard not to wake up in the middle of the night and you because you, you, you get so addicted to it. We all love to watch as much of a major as we can. Yeah, uh, not that early. Uh, okay. I, I've allowed myself I, I've, I've allowed myself in my old age to have sleep in privilege. So uh, I, in all likelihood, I saw this uh, in steamboat time, uh, mountain time. Uh, uh, Brian Harmon tees off, I think it's 7.15 tomorrow morning. Uh, yeah. I'll catch him about six holes. Yeah, that's perfect. Now, Vern, I know you follow the Longhorns very, very closely. Our friends Scotty Scheffler and George Spieth. Let me just say this. It was painful to watch Jordan today because he could not make a putt. And I'm of the opinion Jordan needs to stop hitting fairways and hit it sideways because it appears to me he scores better when he hits it sideways, Vern. I think, I think you're right. <laughs> you want to... Eddie, you want to go with and, and take Paul A's in your place? You know, I, I would love to. What what was your what's your thoughts about Paul Azinger? I know you don't like to, you know, speak ill of other broadcasters, but uh, Paul Paul's not had a good week in my opinion, Vern. No, and neither is NBC. Uh, I, I haven't been that closely attuned, but uh, good gosh, I guess the, the commercial load is, is off. Uh, I'm I know Paul. I saw him win his first PGA in 1983. That was the first one I ever did, a mere 40 years ago. Uh, but I don't think he's destroyed. He was he was at his best when he shared the uh, booth with this guy named Nick Feldman. And uh, he's better with he's better with company in, in my view. And uh, you're right. I you know. When, when we sit down and have a cup of uh, Diet Coke together, uh, I'll, uh, I'll be a little more forthright and frank <laughs> in my assessment of others. <laughs> but I, well, don't, it, it, I don't think it, it, it... Let me just jump in. It makes a difference because on your coverage, when you do the Masters on CBS, you're commercial-free a long time. And my God, it seems like we have all these cut-ins all the time with NBC. Especially, it, it's, it is truly unbelievable in critical times. Yeah, it, it is, and uh, I guess, who was it, Ricky Fowler, was it Friday that he took an eight on the, on the 18th hole, and they didn't get to him until 15 minutes later, something like that, all on replay. And here's, 
here's a quick tip, guys, for anybody who's watching tomorrow or watching even a CBS uh, golfer, golfer, even well, maybe especially if you see a guy who's seven off the lead and he's looking at a 35-foot putt, I'll guarantee you he's going to make that son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not much suspense. Is oh. there? Hey, hey, Vern, it's, no. uh, it's Ben Clements talking. So Brian Harmon is a five-stroke lead. There are five guys at minus five. There are six guys at minus three. What's the furthest back somebody to be to catch up to Brian tomorrow? Six is possible. I think beyond that, is it, it would be he would have to have a complete meltdown. Uh, you know, somebody sticks back and shoot another 65, 64, 63, and, you know, if he shoots in the 70s, uh, there you go. But uh, I, I wouldn't count on anybody more than six off the lead or seven. Make it seven. We were, we were talking earlier, the best tee time of the day is at 2.45 Central Time, 1.45 your time. Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler are playing together tomorrow. Wow, what a pairing that is. You know what? I got a better chance of watching that than I do <laughs> Brian Harmon's first shot of the, of the final round. <laughs> well, just DVR the whole thing. I mean, that's it. <clears throat> you I got bet. I, I got to ask you, how was your charity tournament, tournament a few weeks ago? I know you raised money up at Spe- uh, Steamboat, Steamboat Springs, Colorado. How was your charity tournament, Vern? No, that's why Dan is here, my brother, and uh, his family. Uh, we uh, we tee off on, uh, well, we have a practice around the bar. This is oh, the Doak Walker Vern Lundquist Memorial Tournament. Uh, Doak and I did this together for 15 years. Uh, then we took a hiatus after he passed in 98. Uh, and his four children, uh, who all live in Dallas, said, Let's do a reunion. So uh, their practice round is tomorrow. They'll tee it up on Monday. Wow. Nance and I will be here and, and cheer everybody on. Danny is here. Uh, his son, Keith, is here. His grandson, Luke and Frey, are here. Uh, the Lundquist family will be well represented, as will the Walker family. That's fantastic. Boy, Vern, thank you, and hug everybody for us. I appreciate you joining in. When you texted that you and Dan were sitting out on the porch in your temp- in your good temperature up there, we appreciate you listening to us and uh, and look forward to having you back here in Austin when it's time. Well, I think the world of both of you, you know that, and you too, Ben, by the way. <laughs> well, that's very, very nice of you, Vern. Well, let, let's just say, so you're pulling for, for Brian Harmon tomorrow. You want Brian Harmon to win? Yes, I do. I just think it, it's such a great story. You know, how many left left did you come up with? Five that have won one major tournaments. I think five. Yeah, we were talking so. about that lefties that have won majors. Yeah, yeah. yeah they got Mike Weir, Bubba Watson, Bob, Bob Charles, Charles, Phil Mickel. Phil. Phil Mickelson. Yeah. And did yeah. we miss one? Yeah. So he'd be five. Yeah. Well, please yeah. tell your tell your brother that Great Hills Country Club is represented here at the Deep Eddy Cabaret. <laughs> His buddy Mike Shaw is drinking heavily in the corner over there, <laughs> representing your brother's club here at the Deep Eddy Cabaret. I will let him know shortly. And okay. Have a great weekend, guys. Have a hope it continues for you. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank, thank, thank you, Vern. Thank you, Vern. Hugs and, to Nancy. And happy birthday, too, Vern. Yeah, last happy week. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.
All right, see you soon. Our great friend Vern Lundquist from Colorado, his charity golf tournament honoring the great Doak Walker gets underway tomorrow. And uh, what a what a great addition he is what to our nice community. Treat. What a nice treat. You never know who's listening to the 15th Club. You never know who's listening the to guy, the Listen, the guy at Pac-Mail up at, up at Windsor and, and Exposition, I was up there an hour ago, and he said, hey, you got a radio show to do. He was going to listen to us. You well, never know. We are at the Deep Eddy Cabaret. This is the 15th Club brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. We're going to be here till 7 o'clock, so come see us. Ben and I will start the End Zone Club coming up at 6 o'clock. Scotty's going to keep on keeping on with us, and we'll have more on the 15th Club from the Cabaret right after this. Listening to the 15th Club with Ed Clements and Scotty Sayers on News Radio KLBJ. It's very regal, Scotty. I'm getting the stink eye from my partner here, Ben Clements, and Ben Clements is here along with uh, Ed's sister, Patty. And we were at the Golfers Roundtable at the Deep Eddy Cabaret with the 15th Club. And we are brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, Marty's Tex Mex, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance. Salt Lick Barbecue. I wish they'd bring in a platter. Oh, there. yeah, like some ribs right now. Yeah. Uh, Donald Ross Sportswear. We picked out the same wardrobe today. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, the Muni Conservancy, Zilker Belts, Edel Golf, and uh, I just dropped a Muni sign off at Tequila 512 down the street. They're Fantastic. big supporters. That's great. I played golf at Butler Park this week. They're going to put a billboard up for us. Wonderful. Muni Wonderful. At Butler Park. Played with our friend Nick Pateman. Okay. He's English and yes. probably is thinking, I wish a foreigner would win. He's tried to qualify for the Open. His friend Matt Wallace didn't make the cut. I know this one. Right. Right. So what's going on with the, with the Cootie boys? They got a little something going, right? Well, Parker and Pearson Cootie who led the Longhorns a year ago to the national title, are in the thick of things on the Corn Ferry Tour today, Scotty. The Prize Cutter Charity Championship presented by Dr. Pepper. It's at Highland Springs Country Club in Missouri. And right now, Pearson Cootie is tied for the lead with two others at minus 20. He shot 700 today. So Pearson Cootie is tied for the lead, and his brother, Parker Cootie, is tied for seventh. That is so cool that the Cootie brothers, of course, their dad, Kyle Cootie, a great friend of ours, a former Longhorn, and their granddad, Charlie Cootie, the former Masters champion. And one other note, Mac Meisner from San Antonio, who played at SMU, uh, Brian Gathright student, is tied for four, so that's kind of cool. Well, maybe they'll be in a playoff again. Maybe it'd be brother against brother in a playoff. That would be the ultimate. Cootie <laughs> versus Cootie uh, at the British Open at Liverpool. Brian Harmon is at minus 12. He's a leader by five over Cameron Young at minus seven. John Rahm, who shot 63 today, is at minus six. And then you have a whole host of golfers at minus five. Jason Day, Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, Rosner, and Sepp Straka. Okay, I'm going to ask Ben Clements a question. We just heard from Vern. You heard from me. If you have to pick your wild cards and your Zach Johnson, you got six players that are going to automatically make the team, and then there's six wild card picks, which is a lot, by the way, a lot more than Ben Crenshaw had in '99. He had two. Do you and you do you pick Justin Thomas right now? 
It's tough off of off of the way he's playing the court. No, I'm not. He is a, the pits of his game. He's never played this bad in his entire career. I don't pick him because he's a liability on the course right now. Yeah, you have history. Ryder Cup plays different than a stroke play or a PGA tournament, but I don't. I pick the hot hand. I go down the line. Like it or not, the Ryder Cup has become a monumental thing in golf, and it was like our conversations with the Live. You pick the best players available. Right now, though he's a superstar and a major winner, he's not playing good golf. Is, okay. just, is Justin Thomas even? And is he even yeah, going to make the number, playoffs? No, no, he's not. He, so right now, he's, he's, set, he's 72 out of 70 for the playoffs. Right now, he is not in the playoffs. But he's However, 13. he's 13 in Ryder Cup points. I, let me answer that question. I wouldn't pick him because you got to go on form, and he's not, he's not playing yeah. well. Yeah, and here's the deal. Here's the top six Americans. Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brooks Kepka, Xander Southlake, Patrick Cantlay, and Max Homa. So you got six guys like Jordan Spieth, Morikawa, Cameron Young, Brian Harmon. Those are the first. Ricky Fowler. First three guys <laughs> plus Ricky, you have to pick. If Brian Harmon wins tomorrow, yeah. you got to pick him. That being said, you go with the hot hand. Justin Thomas shot an 81. Yeah. He shot a 9 on number 18. He's playing terrible and, golf. And, and, Let him figure it out. And Dustin Johnson, too, had high hopes of playing well this week to impress uh, Zach Johnson. He did not. He shot an 81. I think he's history for the Ryder Cup, even though he's got, he was 5-0 and last time at the Ryder Cup. I don't know if Zach will, will, will name him to the team. Well, he's not going to name a live player who doesn't have a chance to prove himself after this. I mean, he's not going to have any PGA Tour events. Now, he might win a couple of live events. Would that be something you'd look at it? Uh, uh, no, I really wouldn't. Well, you know, I think you should because he did go 5-0 and the last Ryder Cup. Yeah. And he's got a great Good Ryder point. Cup lineage. You know, Justin Thomas is only 30. He's won a major within the last year and a half at the PGA Championship. He has his history with the Ryder Cup. He's a great match play player, but you can't pass up some of these guys that have shown that they're on the top of their game right now. Brian Harmon right now, he's playing great. Ricky Fowler playing Ricky deserves fantastic. it. Jordan yeah. Spieth, he's playing well enough where he should be at captain's pick. Yep. There's so many guys that need to be picked above Justin. Justin Thomas is a phenomenal player, but right now he's not going to do much for you in Italy next month or in a couple months. And, Ben, it would break his heart not to be on that team. It's kind of like, I mean, because he's, he's another one of these all-American guys. Yeah, superstar. Like, and, and he loves Ryder Cup, kind of like Payne Stewart did. He loves it. And a lot of guys are coming out and, and voicing their, their, their concern. Just, uh, Ricky Fowler already has. Zach Johnson said he's been a roommate with Justin Thomas. He's a close friend, but he's really concerned about what his future is going to hold in terms of the Ryder Cup. Well, he's not the only one on the European side. You you wonder about our friend Sergio Garcia, who didn't qualify for the British Open, barely missed out. He's the top point winner in Ryder Cup history on either side more than anybody else. But he resigned from the DP Tour. He did. They haven't said they're going to take non-tour players. But Brooks Koepka is playing for the Live Tour. He's not on the PGA Tour anymore. So, But Americans have said that they'll they'll allow it, right? He got, he got kicked off the PGA Tour, is my understanding, and didn't resign. I'm, I don't know. There's a lot of different politics and machinations. And but so also, we'll, that'll, that'll come out in the next few you, weeks. You can't compare Brooks Kepka 
in Sergio. Sergio's a friend of ours, but Brooks Kepka. He's a, Wait, he's, one a major, he's, a, he's a major yeah. winner right now. Yeah. Sergio is a little different. He has the, the history, the winningest European player of all time, but Brooks is at the top of his game. And he and ironically, uh, Rory are talking again. They are, are friends, and I think Rory holds the key. Luke Donald is the is the, the man, is the captain, but I think uh, Rory's the guy that's going to make all the decisions. We need to take a break. Okay, I'm going to say Harmon's going to win because this is the end of our well, podcast, no, wait, wait, but wait. we're going the next hour. Okay, we're going the next hour. I'm going to hold off. I'm, I'm going to think I'm, about I'll that. say it, Cam Young's going to win. Oh, okay. my gosh. I'm going to hold off. We're going to break for the news. <laughs> I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and Ben Clements. This has been the 15 Club. Next up, the End Zone Club here on KLBJ Deep from, from the Deep Bitty Cabaret. Back after this.